Do you ever feel like one night you went to sleep only to wake up the next morning and the entire world had lost its collective mind? Suddenly not only is homosexual marriage enshrined in national law, suddenly there's a real epidemic of parents and teachers allowing and even enabling their own children to pretend they can change their gender? What? Where in the world did all of this come from? And who's even fighting against this madness? Our next investigative documentary film, Dysphoria, is now in production and will be releasing later this year. Like you, we saw what was happening all around us and said, what in the world is this and where did it come from? More importantly, through Dysphoria, we explore where the church is in all of this and what can and must be done by us, the body of Christ, to fight this wickedness. Sign up for our monthly newsletter at fearlessfeatures.org to keep up with us and stay up to date about the upcoming release of Dysphoria. Hey everybody, welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber. I'm Amber Archer, and joining me is my husband, Mark Archer. I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> That's just my game. Mm -hmm. We are a husband and wife filmmaking team on a mission to educate, motivate, and inspire others to take action and stand for truth and righteousness in their communities. Together, we are one body and many parts, and real change happens at the grassroots local level. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome. We are glad you're here. You can learn more about us and the movies that we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. So, here we are mm -hmm. for our weekly Tuesday episode talking about the pagan gods of this age. Yeah. And so today we're going to be talking about Baal or Baal. Baal. <laughs> so you want to tell everybody who Baal is? <clears throat> who is Baal? Well, Baal. I, I'll call him Baal. 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 B-A-A-L. Right. So um, if you are familiar with scripture, then you have read this name many times. So let's start right off with just going straight to scripture. One okay. of the best examples of who Baal is, mm -hmm. is from 1 Kings. All right. So <clears throat> to kind of set the stage here, uh, this, is, this is a story about Elijah. The Lord had sent a drought on all the land, and Elijah was the one who uh, the king knew uh, had the power to make it start raining again, mm -hmm. but he would not. And it had been several years. So um, Obadiah was working in the, uh, in the palace, okay? Let me start at the beginning of 18. Uh, after a long time, in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, go and present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria, and Ahab had summoned Obadiah, who was in charge of his palace. Obadiah was a devout believer in the Lord. While Jezebel was killing off the Lord's prophets, Obadiah had taken a hundred prophets and hidden them in two caves, 50 in each, and had supplied them with food and water. Okay, so Obadiah works, he's in charge, of, he's like the chief of staff for King Ahab. And King Ahab has a really wicked, wicked wife named Jezebel. <clears throat> and she had ordered that all the prophets of the Lord be killed. And Obadiah had uh, hidden them off, mm -hmm. right? And he was taking care of them. So, um, so King Ahab tells him to go and find Elijah. Um, so Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told. Uh, let's see. I say, what verse are you on here? Okay, I'm now to. I got got ahead of myself here. 
Okay, let's go to seven. As Obadiah was walking along, Elijah met him. Obadiah recognized him, bowed down to the ground, and said, Is it really you, my lord Elijah? Yes, he replied. Go tell your master Elijah is here. What have I done wrong, asked Obadiah, that you are handing your servant over to Ahab to be put to death? As surely as the Lord your God lives, there is not a nation or kingdom where my master has not sent someone to look for you. And whenever a nation or kingdom claimed you were not there, he made them swear they could not find you. So this is he's been the most wanted man in the kingdom for three years. <laughs> yeah. But now you tell me to go find my master and say, Elijah's here. <clears throat> I don't know where the spirit of the Lord may carry you when I leave you. So he's afraid that he'll get sent back to say, I found Elijah and Elijah will poof again. Mm -hmm. um, and basically he says, I'm afraid that I'm going to be killed. So verse 15, Elijah says, as the, as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, I will surely present myself to Ahab today. <clears throat> okay. Verse 17, when uh, Ahab saw Elijah, he said to him, is that you, you troubler of Israel? So that's why he calls him the troubler of Israel, because he's the one, <laughs> it's his fault that it hasn't rained. All right. All right. <clears throat> Which is always interesting, because if, you're, if your pagan gods are so powerful, why are you so mad at Elijah? Mm -hmm. Uh, verse 18, I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. So there's lots of versions of Baal that we'll talk about. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Called out and they're silent. <laughs> yeah. Because they're cowards. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left. But Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let them choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood but not set fire to it. Then you will call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, mm -hmm. he is God. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so then all the people, and you can, just, you can just see this happening. Then all the people said, what you say is good. <laughs> <laughs> I can see. We can we can agree to those terms, <laughs> right? Right. Okay. Uh, we have an accord. Yes, we agree to your terms. They're thinking, yeah, yeah, this is good. This is good. Okay, we're going to get them this time. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, "Choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of your god, but do not light the fire." So they took the bull given them and prepared it. This is where it gets good. Yeah. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. So probably three and a half, four hours. Mm -hmm. Oh, Baal, answer us, they shouted. <laughs> but there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. And remember, all scripture is God-breathed. These are the words of the Lord mm -hmm. writing this. 
the Lord, Lord wants to make sure that you understand. There was no response. No one answered. Mm-hmm. 27. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. <laughs> Other versions say he mocked them. Mock, yep. right. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he is in deep thought. Or maybe he's busy. Ah, maybe he's traveling. <laughs> Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. I, this would be such a fun scene to set up. Yeah. There's so, so much that you could do with it. In today's vernacular, you might say, maybe he's checking his Twitter account. Yeah. And you must DM him to wake him. I don't know. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom. Now, remember that. This was their custom. Now they're well, and, bloodletting. Right. And, and just on a side note, um, cutting themselves, it was a sign of mourning and distress that was um, outlawed for the Israelites. Right. So uh, until their blood flowed, midday passed and they continued their frantic prophesying. Until the time for the evening sacrifice. This is going all day now. Mm-hmm. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, come here to me. <laughs> they came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which was in ruins. Mm-hmm. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two seahs of seed, and that is about 15 liters. He arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. So drench it. So they did. Do it again, he said, and they did it did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it the third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. So you can just imagine the prophets of Baal are just snickering Mm -hmm. because he's he's made it now impossible Impossible. for it to be lit on fire. Right. He's completely doused. Well, and, and fire, um, fire of Yahweh, fire often symbolizes, you know, Yahweh's presence. You can see that in Exodus 3, 2, 19, 18, Leviticus 9, 24, second Chronicles 7, 3. Um, fire also is a, a symbol of divine approval. And that's found in Judges 6, 21, first Chronicles 21, 26, second Chronicles 7, 1. And also divine judgment in Numbers 11, 1 and 16, 35. So fire, fire is very meaningful yes, it at is. this time. Yeah. All right. So verse 36, at the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. Verse 38, Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked (laughs) up the water in the trench. (laughs) When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. 
Verse 40, Then Elijah commanded them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered there. And we'll pause there. It goes, it goes on. But mm-hmm. interesting story and many lessons mm-hmm. in this. So we learned about um, what the fire symbolizes, of course. And notice how seriously the Lord takes this and what Elijah did to the prophets. 450 prophets of Baal mm-hmm. didn't just... Put- didn't just deplatform them. Right. <laughs> Yikes. Right? Yeah. Mur- uh, slaughtered them. Slaughtered them. Yeah. Right. This is how you have to deal with this. Yeah. Okay. So You're not you're not advocating for violence, are you? No. Okay. No, I'm reading the scriptures. Just making sure. <laughs> okay. The Lord will deal, deal with, them. with them. Oh, yes. Right. Absolutely. Um okay, so put a pin in that. So this is this is uh, uh, who the the false pagan god of Baal is from the Old Testament. Now, um, we have a couple of articles. Now, we want to fast forward to modern time for a second mm-hmm. here. Um, you have those articles over yeah. there? Yeah, but I, I do just want to say um, before we do that, you know, because in the Mind Polluters, we share... Ephesians 6, 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about these gods, we, we are talking about these dark spiritual evil forces yeah. controlling everything from, with, from within the heavenly realms. Right. And I do, I do want to point out, so as believers, we know that ultimately there is only the Lord and, and the his, one true God, the one true God and Satan who mm-hmm. opposes him. Satan is a deceiver. He masquerades as a being of light. He masquerades in all different forms. So ultimately all of these false pagan deities, they're all just forms of worshiping Satan. Right. We talk about it being demon worship and sometimes there are demons behind it, but Ultimately, it is Satan who wanted to ascend to usurp the Lord. Father of all lies. Right. Father of all lies. As he, he said in, in scripture. Right. That's why he was thrown out of heaven because of his pride. pride. He, he wanted to be God. Mm-hmm. So whether it's Gaia or Baal or... Uh, Moloch, who Moloch, we'll talk about next. Yeah. Whoever it is, all you got to remember is, you know... Are there demons involved? Yes, there absolutely are. It's all wickedness, but ultimately it's Satan. Mm-hmm. So all right, go ahead. Uh, so we've got, because um, we want to just bring you into today, seeing these demon possessed, mm-hmm. if you will. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that too flippantly, but it's so... Well, demon, demon influence for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Dim Rep's trans son arrested for attacking cop at Antifa protest. So, this is from Todd Starnes. This is from Todd Starnes. Um, the son of Massachusetts Democrat Representative Catherine Clark, who identifies as a female, was arrested for attacking a police officer at a rowdy Boston Common protest in which a cop was bloodied in a punch to his face. Jared Dowell, 23, who goes by Riley is accused of defacing the landmark Parkman bandstand monument with spray paint on Saturday night and was awaiting arraignment Sunday. 
you know, and it goes on and, and the, uh, so this was part of an Antifa right. protest, right? Mm-hmm. So we've talked a little bit about Antifa on this, but the, the thing to remember it with, with these extremist groups like Antifa, Black Lives Matter, Antifa is not in and of itself a, a pagan cult necessarily their their ideology is one of anarcho-communism so antifa is they just want to tear everything down destroy everything and they're communist marxist anarchists so they they, i mean it doesn't make any sense at all right Mm. because if you're an actual communist communist wants the state to control everything anarchist wants no state so, <laughs> well, and we and we bring this up because um, in earlier podcasts, and for the life of me, I can't remember which one it was, but mm-hmm. we were talking about how we are going to see the most wicked generation, violent. the most violent, the yeah. most violent with all of this trans and all this confusion and in yeah. in all of these things, and and you see that you see that happening now, and and people being just totally, yeah. So so uh, Antifa and BLM. But particularly Antifa are high, are very much aligned with it. You'll find whenever you see Antifa, you're going to find a lot of people who are, um, uh, in uh, they're Satanists. They are, um, you know, transsexuals. They're homosexuals. They're 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 all they're all kind of attracted to this. Mm-hmm. Right? Same with Black Lives Matter. So, go ahead. You can get another one there. Yeah, so I have this other one um, that you pulled up for me. Uh, Walmart employee hailed as hero after saving wounded woman from deranged shooter who returned to finish the job. So this was super crazy when you first told me about it. Yeah. And I I actually haven't got a chance to read the whole thing um, yet, but I'm going to read just part of it briefly here on the podcast for you guys, and I'll let you um, go through and and leave a link to it. But um, this happened in Indiana, where we are. Mm -hmm. Well, we're not in Evansville, but it's in Indiana. Um, another Walmart became the scene of a grisly shooting on Thursday in Evansville, Indiana. Things might have turned out a whole lot worse had it not been for the apparent bravery of one employee said to have rescued a wounded woman from certain death. The Associated Press reported that 25-year-old... Okay, so the last one was 23 years old. Right. This one is 25-year-old. Okay. Okay. Uh, reported that 25-year-old Ronald Ray Mosley II stormed the break room of a Walmart off Red Bank Road just before 10 p.m. Although there were roughly 40 employees and 40 shoppers in the Walmart at the time, Mosley reportedly had a particular target in mind, 28-year-old Amber Cook. Cook's mother, Jenny Couch, told uh, the news station that the gunman targeted her daughter because he was in love with her boyfriend. According to Couch, the alleged gay obsessive couldn't handle having his affections unreciprocated. Quote, he kept sending my daughter messages, anonymous, everything. He kept calling her, telling her that he was going to kill her, that he watched her walk her dog. Okay. Super creepy. Creep factor off (laughs) off the hook there. (laughs) So, yeah, I'll leave a link to this so you guys can finish this article. But it just, again... As we're dealing with dysphoria, dysphoria mm-hmm. is our, our new documentary film um, all about the trans movement. So if you've seen The Mind Polluters, it talks about the comprehensive sex ed, the social emotional learning, um, the pornographic library books, you know, the obscenity laws. Uh, so what The Mind Polluters is to all of those issues, dysphoria is going to be to the transgender mm-hmm. issue with many more things <laughs> attached to it. <laughs> right, right. 
So, um, and before we go to break, I'll just uh, want to issue just a note of caution to everyone. So, you know, when we were talking about uh, with our girls, one of them asked, or somehow it came up talking about Ouija boards. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And we explained a little bit, you know, w- with great caution, this is what they are, and they're very dangerous. And um, so we kind of dealt with that subject. I, I caution everyone when you're, uh, when you start studying this stuff, looking into Satanism and the occult and all these things, be very, very careful and do this only with intense prayer because this stuff is so heinous mm-hmm. and it is strangely addictive to a certain, it, it's, it's difficult, especially if you're very, very curious mm-hmm. about this stuff, it's easy to get sucked into this stuff. And if you're not protecting yourself with prayer and scripture can, and scripture, <laughs> you can, you can easily find yourself being very negatively affected by this stuff simply by studying it. Mm-hmm. It is not something to be trifled with. It's not something to take lightly. It's very, very serious stuff. When we come back for the break, we're going to talk even more about Baal and some examples of where we're seeing Baal worship right now. If you are listening to this podcast and you haven't had the chance to watch The Mind Polluters yet, we want to let you know that you can watch it online exclusively at themindpolluters.com. The Mind Polluters exposes the graphic sex education, social emotional learning programs, and the roots of all this corruption in our public school systems, all the way back to Alfred Kinsey and his perverse experimentation on children, and how it was legitimized through publications and eventually codified into law around the world. Have you found yourself wondering where all these pornographic library books came from? Have you wondered where in the world all of this started? Well, The Mind Polluters answers all those questions and more. Watch The Mind Polluters today at themindpolluters.com. I I have another article here. Now, I tried to share this on social media. (laughs) And... Among, let me guess, among other things, it went nowhere. It went nowhere. They do not not want this kind of thing being shared. Uh, This is from InfoWars. But we'll leave a link to it in the show notes. (laughs) The Satanic Temple has announced on social media... That Satan Con 2023 will take place at the end of April in Boston, Massachusetts. Do you know what the date is on that? Of this article? No, no, no. Of the date of the the Satan Con. Satan Con is. Um, because you said it April, the April 28th, I think. Okay. That's what it says. Uh, dubbed the largest satanic gathering in history, this year's convention will celebrate the temple's 10th anniversary. Uh, those who show up to this is what's it, this is what's funny. Uh, those who s- show up to the hex hex act in Boston on April twenty eighth <laughs> will have to wear an N ninety five or disposable surgical mask. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> I thought you guys all wanted to go see Satan. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? These are all a bunch of drug addicts anyway. I mean, what? But no, you got to wear a mask. Uh, so. Um, the schedule of events, names of speakers have yet to be provided. After holding the first ever Satan Con last year in Arizona, 
at least the temperature was on the right side. Um, the Satanic Temple is moving the event closer to its international headquarters in nearby Salem, known for its witch trials in the late 1600s. Mm-hmm. Uh, temple claims it has around 2,500 members in the Boston area. This is what cracks me up. The group insists it doesn't actually believe in the Satan. They all say that. The Satanists say they don't believe in Satan. They're so stupid. The, the ones who try and have the Satanist clubs in right. the school say that, no, we don't really believe in <clears throat> Satan. Right. Uh-huh. Right. No, but um, it, it made me think of something when you were talking about the Ouija boards and just preparing yourself when you if you start researching this. So um, there is a woman in Utah, Brooke Stevens, and she does a phenomenal job. Um, she's dealing with all these explicit books in the libraries and schools. And she posted just the other day a, a great, great, just a great conversation that she had with someone who has joined the committee to read some of these books mm-hmm. in order to file, go through the proper procedures and file the complaints about these books in the schools and the libraries. Um, so I'm just going to read because it's, it's quick, but it's so um, gives you so much insight into the battle that especially we as believers are facing as we go into the public square mm-hmm. to stand for righteousness and truth. Uh, so she writes, how do you handle being on a committee that requires you to read the filthy sexual explicit porn? Here's a conversation between a veteran and a newbie. Newbie. I just got on the committee and I'm wondering how I can best handle reading the filth and wanted to reach out to you to see how you did it. The veteran. Thank you for being on the committee. I am reluctant to describe my experience as, quote, handling it. It was horrible. Pray a lot. Pray before you read anything and after. Ask God to help you get through it for the sake of the children and to bless you with the ability to forget the images and words. Because believe me, when we tell you that these things are obscene, yes, you know, we talk about the obscenity exemptions in the mind polluters. You can go and watch it for yourself at the mindpolluters.com and see what's happening in our public schools and libraries. 43 states across the United States um, have these exemptions allowing pornographic obscene materials among the children. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, she goes on, pray that you can forgive the people. Give yourself time to invite the spirit back into your mind by reading scripture for an equivalent amount of time. I cried multiple times while praying that I could feel the spirit again. I was unsure if I would be able to, or if I deserved to, but I was able to, and I received confirmation that my sacrifice would be used to bless others. Print off a picture of a child you love that you never want to have encounter this filth and use it as a bookmark. Remind yourself that Christ suffered all things and we can be strong and endure if we go forth to do good strengthened by him. We do not need to suffer for cataloging this material if we give all the pain to him. Find someone who will support you, that you can vent to about it, that you can cry with and hug. Someone who will understand that it is better for it to be you than a child who will never recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I th- it was a great, great insight um, just as the battle that's happening and raging, raging across America and around the world. Yeah. It's not just America that these problems exist. Mm-hmm. All right, so who who is Baal or Baal? All right, so I'm reading here from uh, from Logos, mm-hmm. which, which I can't really share. I can't share a link to it. Uh, no. Logos is a is a software program that we use that is... Biblical studies. Biblical studies gives you bazillions of cross-references, things like that. So, all right. Baal. Baal, Baal. 
Say it how you want. The Hebrew noun Baal means master, possessor, or husband. Used with suffixes, example, Baal, Peor, or Baal, Berith, the word may have retained something of its original sense, but in general, Baal is a proper name in the Old Testament and refers to a specific deity, Hadad, the West Semitic storm god, the most important deity in the Canaanite pantheon. It is not clear to what extent local Baals were equated with or distinguished from Hadad. So there's there's big bales and little bales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bale confronted at Mount Carmel, which we read before the break, 1 Kings chapter 18, was probably Melkart, the god of Tyre. The Old Testament use of the plural may suggest that more bales than one were clearly distinguished, but in any case there was fluidity in the pagan conception of deities. Uh, so... Baal, one of his consorts was Ashtaroth, another Asherah, and Baal is called the son of Dagon. The texts reveal him as a nature deity. Myths describe him in conflict with death, infertility, and floodwaters, emerging victorious as the king of gods. <clears throat> this is where it gets interesting. Yahweh which is the name of the Lord. Yahweh means I am um, the self-existent one. That's the name of the Lord. Yahweh was master and husband to Israel, and therefore they called him Baal in all innocence. But naturally, this practice led to confusion of the worship of Yahweh with the Baal rituals. And presently, it became essential to call him by some different title. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. I did not realize that the Israelites, Canaanites, would have referred to the Lord by the name of Baal uh, because of their confusion, because it had so interwoven. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it objectively, Baal which is the, which is ultimately Satan, Satan presenting himself as God, of course, Baal meaning master, possessor, or husband. He is setting himself up continually as a counterfeit for what the Lord is. So um, there are many versions of Baal. Now we've got Baal, Baal Barith, um, Canaanite Baal deity worshipped originally at Shechem, Okay, we've got Baal Gad, Gad, Baal Gad, G-A-D, mm-hmm. the north limit of Israelite conquest lying at the foot of and to the west of Mount Hermon. <clears throat> so they kind of were these regional gods. <laughs> Baal Hazor uh, is actually the name of a mountain. Baal Mayan um, refers to a bunch of towns. Now... Um, <clears throat> Baal Zebub. This was very interesting. And of course, remember, we always said to be careful about where you go for your sources. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, do, you, do you know, actually, do you remember what Judith Reisman told us about what, uh, when she was talking about Wikipedia? Mm-hmm. Um, so to the. Yeah, well, who is Judith Reisman, for those who don't know? Judith Reisman is in the Mind Polluters, and she. Uh, was one of the most prolific researchers on Kinsey. And we interviewed her for the Mind Polluters. She died, 
shortly before we finished the film. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was talking about using Wikipedia for information. She said, don't ever use them for information, uh, except sometimes they get it right. So Wikipedia was set up, it was supposed to be, somebody said, we're going we're gonna to make... We're going to crowdsource an encyclopedia. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anybody's, supposedly anybody's supposed to add to it. Yeah. Well, while that seems really neat, the problem is that letting anybody add to it in a culture that that wants to destroy all objective truth, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Which is why Wikipedia is full of falsities. It's, it's, it's a total falsity that anyone can edit it because they can't. Um, if people want to destroy you, they, they go after you on your, on your Wikipedia listing and they put in all kinds of false information about you. I know. You. I think, aren't you a musician over in the UK or something? I can't remember. There is another Mark Archer who is a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> we always, I always laugh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I actually am in Wikipedia. Um, it do, I don't have a very exciting listing in Wikipedia. Uh -huh. I don't have very many of my credits, but, um, Anyway, but the guy who came up with the idea, Jimmy Wales, made all of his money in porn. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Yeah. So it should tell you a lot of what you, all you need to know. Okay, Beelzebub. All right, now I have a, a scripture reference here because those of you who are uh, Bible students will remember Beelzebub. Matthew chapter 12 um, start about verse 22. Then they brought him a demon possessed man who was blind and mute. This is, they're bringing him to Jesus. Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see all the people were astonished and said, could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, it is only Beelzebub. And it's, it's spelled in the, I'm reading the NIV. It's B E E L Z E B U B. It's actually Baal Zebub. Right? It's just a different version of the spelling. It is only Baalzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Okay. Now let's go over to... <laughs> <clears throat> I'm reading now from Wikipedia because they had actually a, a better description than what we had on Logos of who Baalzebub is. Mm -hmm. um, Lord but, do, but do we know that this is true? It is it is virtually the same as what's in Logos. Okay. Okay. Um, Lord of the Flies mm -hmm. occurs in the first chapter of the second book of Kings as the name of the Philistine god of Ekron. In it, Ahaziah, king of Israel, is said to have consulted the priests of Baalzebub as to whether he would survive the injuries from his recent fall. The prophet Elijah incensed with this impi impiety then foretold that he would die quickly. Okay, this, So they've got this right. Um, Jewish scholars have interpreted the title of Lord of the Flies as the Hebrew way of calling Baal a pile of dung <laughs> <laughs> and his followers vermin. Mm. Uh, although others argue for a link to power over causing and curing pestilence and thus suitable for Ahaziah's question. Okay, so, but again, Baalzebub was uh, was known to be, they when the Pharisees called Jesus Beelzebub, they were calling him Satan, mm -hmm. the prince of demons. Mm -hmm. that's, that's Satan. So, so 
lots of versions of Baal throughout history. Now, where do we see modern Baal worship today? Um, well, interesting because just before we uh, went on air here, I was <laughs> I was looking for more examples. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, from 2016, there was a temple of Baal where it was happening. Let me see. It's in London, and then it was later going to New York. Oh, which was, coincides this... with that April that you just said of what was it? Of oh, 20... the Satan con. That's why I asked you when, when it was right. because it, it coincides with the same time frame as in 2016 when they mm. built the temple of Baal uh, and um, in London and then they moved it to New York. Don't go to Comic Con, go to Satan Con. That's. <laughs> So and it's and it is the same time frame. So uh, we'll leave links. You guys can all look at this. And so so yes, it is happening today. It if is. you're anywhere on the East Coast, just move. <laughs> just, just get out. So anyway, what you had a video though? I do have a. Well, do you want to read that? Um, uh, no, I'm gonna leave. I'll leave links to it so people can go and read it themselves because okay. it's they're pretty lengthy, both of them. I've got the video here because I wanted you to see the video to help describe for people. This is actually someone, you, you have to do your homework here. So you have to go and you have to watch this. Yeah, so about, we'll leave a link to it so you guys can have short links right. to go it's, watch it's it. It's about nine minutes long. We're not going to go through the whole nine minutes here. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to skip forward a little bit. But this is this is video of the opening ceremony of the uh, Summer Games at, let's see, uh, the opening ceremony at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, United Kingdom last summer. Okay, well, and before you do that, so how is Baal usually depicted? Um, oh, as a cow. Yeah. Uh, sometimes just a cow, a bull. A bull. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some references, uh, it, I mean, there's been different versions of Baal, obviously, through the millennia, but it's usually associated with a bull, sometimes a goat, but it's usually cow related. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, alright, I'm going to play this here. But of course, for all the color and noise, the characters, the invention, this was an industrial area. So they're the all standing country, with fingers on their foreheads, the like pointing up in the air like they're bulls. The that glowed red at night. There was a dark side to the Industrial Revolution, a darker side to the bull ring. There's people with chains on their backs pulling. Female chain makers of the Industrial Revolution were underpaid and overworked. And not only were they responsible for making some of All the chains women. used in the slave right. trade, but they too were enslaved by their terrible circumstances. Notice. Is that a guard? It's it's a, the bull. Looks like a Roman guard with a whip. And they're dragging a pound to remind us of the relentless drive of industry. They it's like a float in a parade. Yeah, yeah. They've got a, a bull. A beast. A beast. A bull. Ten meters high. Heavily armored. So it's a ten meter high bull with glowing red eyes. I wonder what all that inscription is on it at the top, you know what on his head? I don't know. Did you just see all that? Yeah. He shoots. Now Sparks past hurt and enraged by injustice out of his nose. Breaks free and causes pandemonium. And in a parallel act of emancipation, the women break their own chains. So he's now walking. And there's and pandemonium, there's chaos. Running around. Here in the city century, 
for centuries, and his armoured mask features the names of the chainmakers embossed upon it from those dark days. Oh, okay. From the dark days. Mm-hmm. It's So everything is red. It's very dark. His, his eyes are glowing red. The inside is glowing red. And this thing is walking out into the middle of the stadium. Smoke coming from his nostrils. Calm the bull. Not Jimmy Lemon, she's escaped in her balloon. I wonder if they have any transgender women in there. Up to Stella and the Dreamers <laughs> to try and halt the bull. Who can calm the bull? The Dreamers have stayed. Now look what she's holding in her hand. It's a crystal. And about to a offer crystal. compassion to a very scared icon of this city. I wonder if it's one of the elements of harmony. <laughs> So the, they're now in a circle around the bull, and she's approaching the bull with her crystal, trying to approach the wild beast. Does it not seem like a Roman? It's kind of like the Colosseum. Oh yeah, it's sort very of. Roman Colosseum esque. Yeah. The bull is submitting. Submitting as she approaches. Now you're supposed to feel sorry for the poor bull. And she's rubbing its nose. Now we're friends. Now we're friends. She should grab onto the ring <laughs> through its nose. Just swing on it. And swing up and <laughs> it'd be fun. Take cap take a captive right. control. Well, what's gonna happen? Now they're all Certainly bowing down. Striking images of the show so far. It is striking. It's a very how to train your dragon moment. This is Stella right. It's just like you how to train your dragon and compassion to tame the beast. Tame the beast. Compassion to tame the beast. And now his eyes are not red anymore. He's looking around. This is so weird. But the cinematic. Oh, it gets better. Don't go out and try it gets this better. In the field, but in Stella's single action, we can see that we're all. Working. They've all got their hands well, raised to this thing. Are. Whatever our circumstances may They're be. all in a ring around around the back of it. It's behind it all the idea of breaking free from oppression and enslavement and of moving forward together. Right. Breaking, breaking three from oppression and sl- enslavement. Right. Here in Birmingham, the sea. Why do you need a bull? Why? Why? What's so freed from their bonds, <laughs> You need a deity to help you. Leave the shackles of the past behind. Right. Leave the shackles of the past the behind. Is oh, now, now we fast forwarded. Oh, now, now it's again. Mad Bull again. Grr, I'm mad. His now there's all the smoke. But now there's a lot of crystals Stella coming and to our it. Athlete dreamers call for a moment of reflection and of light, as she and the bull call for a moment of reconciliation. All is still. We're, we're not supposed to notice the tractor underneath the bull. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With the crane. This so, is beyond weird. So they're all. They're in concentric rings around the bull, holding up their crystals, and they're they're worshiping the bull. Remind me what this was for. This is the the opening ceremony for what the uh, Olympic Games, Commonwealth Games. (laughs) Commonwealth Games. Look, he's crying. Oh, poor little bull with puffs of smoke and their magic crystals. Let's calm the beast. Love to have Elijah around. As we, <laughs> as we worship the bull. 
Have you seen enough? Stella, I've seen. I've, I think I've seen enough. Does it get any? Does no, it get any better? Because they, they go nine minutes to tell people like this is indoctrination. Like this, this is this, absolutely. This is this is hogwash. A, this is a this is a pagan ritual. Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, because now just, they've got this this you know syncretized. Yep. Uh, motion dancing for this bowl and yep. raising up the crystals. The, all their so all their crystals. They're all holding these white crystals that glow. And they're doing this synchronized, uh, they're on a ring around it. Now watch, see the people flying in? What is this? So they're going to come in and they're going to remove the armor. In fact, to set it free? To set him free. So earlier, it's the oppression. lift away the bull's armor, lift the symbol away. of his enslavement and theirs. What? Yeah. And he will be revealed as an iconic symbol of light. I mean, just as oh, a symbol of light. Did you hear yes. that? Yes. The women chain makers who fought for their rights and better working conditions in the early 1900s. You're erasing women with trans the trans women. And on the main stage tower. Where's where's the oppression and the rights there? So together, along with Notice Stella, all the rainbow the colors. They will heal the hurt. Yeah. Right. And they will lift away the bull's armor. They lift away the bull's armor. Oh, now he looks like a he a happy little cow. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Oh, you did Mukau. If you guys are still listening, thank you. I can't. You did a little Mukau. Because you just have to go and watch it yourself. It's, it's really weird. Okay, okay. You did a little Mukau. I'm done. Free and at peace, Bull of Birmingham. Oh, peace, Bull of Birmingham. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you know what that means? So. <clears throat> so yes, Baal worship and all of these iconic imagery yes. still happen today. Yeah. So Baal worship the it that that right there, I came across that in my research for dysphoria. Mm-hmm. And it was partially kind of what inspired I think this series. Hey, let's talk about all this because let's talk about all these gods that we yeah. see. I mean, because it, it when once you know, mm-hmm. you're very attuned to what's happening around you, yes. and you can see it, w- w- see right through it with your own eyes. Yes. So the bottom line, though, is all of these false gods. They all have common a lot of commonalities. They all require blood sacrifice. Mm-hmm. They all require. Um, submission and uh that you so sacrifice of children has always been part of this even to gaia and certainly to Baal. um so where where do we see this today well obviously the abortion industry mm-hmm. is feeding the worship of Baal. uh same thing with gaia what because the the, the climate alarmists they talk about how there's way too many of us and we have to reduce the population. So uh-huh. we got to re- we have to sacrifice the children. Stop having kids, right? So let's kill your child- children to save the earth, to please Gaia, to please Baal, because Baal is also in charge of the weather, apparently. Yeah, so Baal worship in Judah, here I'm reading uh, from just from Logos. Um, in Judah, the official worship of Baal alternated with the worship of Yahweh. Some kings may have even sacrificed their children to Baal, mm-hmm. while others, guided by the prophets, attempted to uproot Baal. And it took the exiles in Babylonia to eliminate it. Worship of Baal first entered Judah because of an arranged marriage between King Jehoshaphat's son, Jehoram, and 
Where, where anyway, the, anyway, those can be find, found in Second uh, Chronicles 18. All right. Okay, so we are really long on this one. So yeah, we're we are out of time. Go. Thank uh, you, guys. Thank be- you. Before we go, I yeah. want to. Uh, I, I referenced a, uh, a a musical artist in our last podcast, a guy by the name of uh, Jimmy Levy. Uh huh. So I wanted to encourage people to go and listen to uh, his music because uh, they have done Jimmy Levy and a guy named High Res, who's a rapper, uh-huh. and they have done some. I want to give people just a taste of it on our way out. And encourage people to support their support artists who are doing that because yes. I can tell you we as as filmmakers as creatives um, how do I say this <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're doing it without taking the government funds yes. and if if you're independent and sticking true to the truth mm-hmm. staying true to the truth then uh, you're gonna have an uphill battle yeah exactly so these guys are pretty good this is a good song just kidding. We- I really liked it the first time I heard it. Good song. We'll leave links. No sheep in my circle. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, where it came from. All right, you guys, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. I know this was a long episode, but thanks for tuning in on this Tuesday. I hope you have a wonderfully great week. You can learn more about us and the movies we're making. Always visit fearlessfeatures.org. And go check out Jimmy Levy and High Res. That's right. See you next week. We verse it. Government can tell you what your worth is. Look deeper than the surface. They don't even want you researching or asking questions. We all being tested. Shh. Shut your mouth. They comply. That's the message. Want you to rest on prescriptions that mess with your head. Got you stressing, suppressing expression. We will not comply with the